I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you are new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. Welcome back to the show. I am very excited to welcome back Sam Nellis. He is the bar director for All Purpose and Red Hen. Thank you, Sam, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So for longtime listeners, you will remember that usually around either Thanksgiving or Christmas, I would have my beer peeps on the show. Um, This would usually be Sam here, uh, Grant Vaught, Carl Crafts, I think we managed to get him on one show, Colleen Gillespie, and Brett Weinrib. So this year, um, everyone's a little scrambled. Everything was a little bit last minute. Um, So Sam and I are basically going to provide the information and entertainment of so many people in one show. I think we just shed a bunch of dead weight, a bunch of losers (laughs) who couldn't make it at 8.30 on a Thursday. Oh man, yeah. Not like us cool people. (laughs) For the ones that actually still listen to the show, they're gonna they're gonna get back to us on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, thank you, Sam. I, I appreciate you taking the time. So I wanted to talk today about Christmas beer or holiday beers, um, and you know, fun kind of either traditional styles around that or favorite styles of yours. Um, And because I know you have also converted to the dark side of cocktails, (laughs) we can talk about cocktails too. That's okay. (laughs) We don't have to though. (laughs) We don't. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts on, on holiday drinking in general. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I can can make that specific to beer. Yeah. Uh, Do you, well, do you want me to just jump in or anything in specific? Jump in. Let's do this. Um, well, I mean, just to start off with, mm-hmm. um, I think you had asked me what my favorite holiday uh, at this time of year-ish uh, mm-hmm. beer is. And so I just want to say that it is a, a beer that I think has probably confused a lot of people when they buy it from the store because packaging doesn't necessarily – if you don't know what you're reading – It doesn't necessarily always communicate exactly what you're getting. So my favorite is Celebration Ale uh, from Sierra Nevada, Nevada, uh, which looks like it's going to be a spiced winter ale of some kind. Yeah, it's got like that red packaging and... Uh-huh, and a beautiful little scene of, Mm of, you know, a winter cabin. Brett would say bucolic. (laughs) And and (laughs) Brett would say bucolic. Um... And, and but then when you drink it, it's a you know hoppy resinous beer, uh, yeah. And I believe it's a fresh hop. Yeah, it's a it's an IPA made with fresh hops um, that they release every year. So yeah, I'm I was I remember the first time I had it, I was surprised too because I was kind of anticipating like, okay, around you know Halloween if it's packaged in orange, it's a pumpkin beer and it's going right. to taste like a pumpkin spice latte. Okay, now it's red. It's probably going to taste like chai tea, which. Also, kind of tastes like a pumpkin spice latte, but yeah. no, it was like a really delicious, like super fresh IPA. Well, and and the thing about it is, like, if it were packaged any different, it would still be an incredible beer. So it's not just that it mm-hmm. sort of subverts expectations by giving you, 
you know, a, a, a holiday beer that's actually just an IPA. Um, it is on its own incredibly delicious because Sierra Nevada, despite having, you know, been one of the, like, the old people of the craft beer in America movement, they still mm-hmm. make really good beer and they make yeah. it really, really well. And it's perfect every time. Yeah. Um, so that, that for me is like what I really want this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other aspect of it is that I think that, that beer can be situational. Um, and there's a lot of events this time of year that you have to go to, um, as we get, you know, sort of out from underneath the, the sort of pandemic, clearly we're not out of the pandemic, but we are getting out from underneath the idea that like, we can't go see people. So there's like a lot of events back to back to back. Um, and so I also, something that's a bit of a lifesaver is non-alcoholic beers, um, Mm -hmm which are now widely available and good. Yeah. Um, so I've been really drinking there. athletic brewing company out of Connecticut makes really delicious, um, beers. Um, and they make them without alcohol in them and they also make them 50 calories a can. Um, so you can really drink a whole bunch of them, uh, at all these different, events that you're going to, you don't have to get drunk every night of the week as you're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. satisfy your relatives and satisfy your friends. And you don't have to put a whole bunch of calories in your body. Yeah, no, that's true. My, so, and, and again, I want to preface this with yes, athletic brewing company is amazing and their beer is absolutely delicious. My only rub is that with the FDA, if breweries in, in the U.S. make a beer that is up to 0.5% ABV, they can label it non-alcoholic. Right. Um, and for people who really can't drink, people who are in recovery, if something's labeled non-alcoholic, but then you look at the super, super fine print and you see it's 0.5%, it's very, very misleading. Well, because a lot of them are uh, alcohol-removed products. And so it's sort of like the gluten-free labeling. When they remove it, they can't like 100% guarantee that it, it's no longer present. So it might be, right? So usually it'll say less than 0.5% ABV because the equipment that they use to measure that, same as like the gluten-free for a long time, the, the, the official measurement was 20 parts per million or less. You could call it gluten-free if it was a gluten-removed product. Um, and that was just realistically that standard was set because the equipment that they had could only measure that small. So if it if it didn't register at twenty parts per million, they were just like, mm, I guess it's I guess it's gluten free. <laughs> and now now it's less than five parts per million because the equipment has gotten so much better. So I I totally hear you. There might be trace amounts of alcohol in it, and that's definitely a great point for people who are looking for a one hundred percent alcohol free option. Um, but a lot of the reason for that is that it's hard for them to like measure whether or not they've gotten absolutely all of it out of it. But part of the way that I don't know necessarily how athletic removes the alcohol, but the way that they're removing alcohol from products now is actually super interesting. Uh, and actually, we can talk about distillation if we want to, because the way that they're doing it uh, in a lot of uh, examples is they're using um, uh, vacuum distillers. So basically, they suck all the air out of the still, uh, which 
lowers the boiling point really, really low. The same as like if you were in space and you took your helmet off, you'd boil, um, which is scary. So don't take your helmet off when you go to space uh, for Blue Origin. Don't do it. But um, so they, they put it into this uh, rotating evaporator um, and, and basically they put it in a warm bath, which raises the temperature just enough that the alcohol boils off out of the liquid without having to like, you know, apply 200 degrees Fahrenheit of, of, you know, temperature to the liquid, which would damage it. So it's this really, really gentle way of removing just the alcohol while leaving all of those beautiful flavors and compounds, uh, that, that, you know, is the reason that you're looking to drink the beer or wine. No, there's some amazing stuff out there. And to be honest, like the Heineken 0.0, which is definitely 100% right. 0%, solid. Also solid. And the number yeah. one sale, sold beer uh, after the seventh inning um, in baseball parks now. Really? Well, because they oh, don't sell beer. Oh, because you can't have beer after the seventh <laughs> inning. So, okay. So after the cool. seventh inning, if you're still looking to drink beer, the only option is the 0.0. That, I did not realize that. I don't go to enough baseball games. I don't either, but I still go to plenty. Well, you're right there, right next to All Purpose. So you could just kind of, uh-huh. you know, pop over during your shift, right? That's totally Yeah, normal. no, no one ever misses me during the shift. I don't do a lot of work. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to go work on the schedule, and then I just go to a baseball game for three and a half hours. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I come back mostly sober because I switched to alcohol-free alcohol beer. alcohol-free, and then you're like, totally fine. <laughs> it's fine, guys. It's fine. Schedule's not done. <laughs> but we're about to get hit because the Nats won. Right. <laughs> they didn't win this year. Just <laughs> oh, that's very sad. Um, but so the other thing that I I really enjoy is you've got a lot of really fun holiday releases um, in different countries, and I feel like different European countries have these really fun and beautiful holiday beer traditions. Um, so, like for example. One of my favorites is in Germany, um, around Christmas time, you see a massive release of box and Doppelbox um, because you want those really dark, rich lagers um, and you're not getting a lot of, I mean, you're getting no adjuncts, but you're getting, you know, really deep, rich uh, kind of like fig and fruit flavors, but it's still really nice and, you know, refreshing in the finish and stuff like that. So it's a very, very food friendly beer. Well, and, and sort of half or not, not half, but going the other half from, from alcohol free, generally at this time of year, more alcoholic, um, because they're being intended to sort of last longer through the, the season where there isn't grain to make beer. Um, so they're going to, you know, cellar it and it needs to be, you know, higher, darker malt, higher alcohol to last through the season. And then you also got icebox that get, uh, you know, that are about to start, you know, becoming popular. It's not really a holiday beer, but right. You know, when, when it got super, super cold in Germany and, and all of a sudden your, your beer froze and you could crack open the top of it. And pour out the rest. All now you've got this really concentrated alcoholic product. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that as well. And of course, I mean, one of the classics out there is the Saint Bernardus Christmas Ale. 
uh, from Belgium. And the beauty with Belgian is you don't really need to have a um, like a spicy adjunct because you've already got Belgian yeast. Right. Being nice and spicy all on its own. Yeah, I mean, that is sort of the tough thing about American beers versus uh or the American tradition versus some uh you know European traditions um because there's a lot of hesitancy in the European traditions um to use adjuncts and the American tradition doesn't care, right? We didn't we don't suffer from those um Yippee Kaye, we do what we want. We do exactly what we want, you know, and it's like, yeah, we can do no adjunct and we can do this other thing. It doesn't have to, you know, the the world is our oyster, um, but it has led to us relying more and more on fairly neutral yeasts um, instead of developing yeast strains that provide interesting esters. We're just sort of relying on fairly not inert's the wrong word but you know fairly neutral uh yeast and then finding other ways to manipulate the beer to to add in some spices that are very like particular uh but don't necessarily have some of the nuance that a naturally occurring ester would i you know it's funny though as you're sitting here talking i was trying to think of what's an american like winter beer that has a ton of adjuncts that I love or look forward to, and I can't think of anything. I know it sounds really bad. I'm sure it exists. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like specific to 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 the winter. I mean, I like I like a coffee stout, right? And I like to drink those in the winter, and that is technically an adjunct heavy beer. But I don't know necessarily that like you know I like some pumpkin beers. Like I, when I was in college, we used to get Southern Tears. Uh, was it pumpkin? Pumpkin. We, we there was a, a you know it's still there in Ithaca, New York called the Ale House. It's got like the same fifteen craft lines that it had when I went to school there, but it's still great. And um, and they used to do you know pumpkin with a <laughs> spiced sugar rim. Oh yeah. And we used to we used to crush them. Yes. We used to just. <laughs> get after it and they also would do uh there was a blueberry beer and they would put blueberries in it and the sort of thing that would make like us like our heads explode working at church key they were like no 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 put put whatever sell the beer i don't care put it in there <laughs> but like that stuff that stuff sells like people get excited they get so excited I don't have about a, that i don't like have a you, problem with that no i think like um when you see what is it when you see like a lot of um adjunct beers oh, who's it dino s'mores uh from mm-hmm. off color in uh, yeah. chicago um i saw somebody do dino s'mores with like a like a charred or you know slightly brulee little marshmallow on a pick like over the top of the beer and i was just like that's that's brilliant i mean you've got a beer that has some more flavors and you've just put a little marshmallow on top the presentation looks good well, people that are like hyper traditionalists can be a little too, in my opinion, a little too precious with their beers, um, a little too thoughtful about nuance. I think there's a time and a place for looking at a beer specifically, you know, like if if I'm a judge at Great American Beer Fest, I don't want 
a, a toasted rim. marshmallow on my <laughs> on my beer because I'm I'm there to judge the beer. And if I'm sitting down with you and you know and and the folks that we usually have, and we're gonna open a beer and taste it and be thoughtful about it, I'm. I'm there. I want it just the beer. I want it in the right glass at the right temperature. I want to really think about the nuances of it. I want it to warm up a little bit and see if it changes a little bit. I want all of that. But but people that want all of that all the time and can never have anything else, for me, are being a little bit too precious, a little bit too sacred. Um, I'm an iconoclast. <laughs> and... I'm an iconoclast. That's the that's the full quote. I'm an iconoclast. And and I'm I'm okay zhuzhing it up. I'm okay, you know, treating it like it's a cocktail and and adding a cool garnish or putting it in an unusual vessel where, you know, maybe it's a vessel where you can't even see the beer. I'm totally okay with that. But it's a time and a place thing. I got to know what I'm ordering. If I'm sitting down and I'm expecting the nuance and you serve it to me with a spice sugar rim, I'm going to be sad. Yeah. But if I'm out with the boys and we're drinking blueberry beer, it's better (laughs) have blueberries in it. (laughs) No. And I think there's a, there's a, I think it's a similar and yeah, now we can talk cocktails. I think there's a similar, uh, mindset with cocktails where I think you have some, you know, purists out there who are just like a little too precious and like not willing to relinquish the fact that like some people just want to like, some people want a pea flower drink that turns purple, you know, it's and get cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It is cool. And and for those of you who don't know, like buy some pea flower tea and like add some acid to it and it turns from blue to purple. It. <laughs> and it and it's it's really cool. Put get some lemonade, put some pea flower in it. So exciting. Oh, all your guests gonna be like, what? Yes. It changed colors. What Harry Potter shit is this? <laughs> Burner. She's a witch. <laughs> um yeah, with the so so I I really think about these various traditions where somebody creates something important to them, right? When someone creates a beard, hopefully ostensibly they put in a lot of love, a lot of time, a lot of effort to create this product, right? And they want you to drink this product. If someone makes a whiskey, they've spent an enormous amount of time, you know, cultivating, you know, buying somebody's cultivated grains, turning that into a mash, turning that into a beer, turning that into a distillate, right? And then aging it for years. Like they want you to have like this thing, this experience, but there's a part of the American, and this is, in, I would argue again that, like in Europe, it's like eat that, just drink that, just do that that thing, just do that thing. And we in in the states where we essentially invented the cocktail, take those things and go, yeah, but what if I did this with it? Like, <laughs> like what if I, you know, like realistically, an old fashioned, which is the reason, if anyone doesn't know the background of the 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 term old fashioned cocktail is that it is the first written recipe that used the word cocktail was, was something that said, Oh, you know, it was basically like uh, somebody wrote into a newspaper and was like, Hey, what, what's a cocktail? I keep hearing people talk about a cocktail. And the, 
the response was, oh, this new thing that the kids are doing basically was spirit, sugar, water, and bitters. And and so an old-fashioned cocktail when you order that at a restaurant is going to be generally whiskey, generally a little bit of simple syrup, generally some bitters, and then some ice. And that's what adds the water and cools it down. But realistically, what that is is that somebody took whiskey and went, mm, this isn't quite sweet enough. And they added a little bit of sugar to it. And then they went, I need some spices. I need some spices. I'm going to add some bitters to it, right? Because bitters is really just a, a, a an intense decoction of spices. So they add a little bit of spices in there. Mm, it's still a little too strong. I want to add some water to it. Mm, it's not the right temperature. The right way I'm going to add the water to it is by adding ice to it. So really, it's like it's just taking this thing that somebody else worked so hard on to make it exactly beautiful and delicious. And you went, oh, yeah, but I think it could be sweeter and spicier and a little watered down, right? <laughs> so we do that with with beer and we do that with with wine. You know, we make cocktails with wine and we make I mean, for the holidays, you got mold wine. You got mold wine, right? Like there's all these things that we just go, yeah, you know what? I like that, but I think it could be just a little bit different and better. <laughs> Which which is like, I don't know if that's rude to the person who made this like delicious thing, but I don't. I think it's you know an expression of love to be like, hey, that thing you made works in in my life in this other way. Yeah. No, I mean I've had some conversation with uh, with different people who represent you know different different spirits or different beers, um, you know, and especially like if you think about like hard seltzer. You know, like I had a conversation with with someone who who reps hard seltzer, and they were like, "Oh, and this is so good in cocktails." Like they they kind of like put that thought in your mind, like, "Oh, and you can also use it for cocktails." Um, so I think now I think there's the mindset is is also a little bit you know back and forth, being like, "Oh yeah, you can use it both ways." You're kind of like grinning, like you got something to say about seltzers. I just was thinking, no, not about <laughs> seltzers. I was just thinking that like not nothing for creativity like capitalism to be like, "Hey, you know what?" If you weren't, if you were just planning on having cocktails, you could still buy this product and use it in that too. Are you still, are you still crushing seltzers at the end of the night? I crush seltzers year round. I mean, for me, it's more of a, a summer drink. Uh, but last night I had a canned uh, like tequila uh, soda uh, called Onda. Um, oh, like a ranch water? Kind of like a ranch water. Yeah, they've got like four different flavors. There's lime grapefruit, blood orange, and watermelon. Um, They just use like fruit concentrates because they need to make it shelf stable. Um, Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, 5% alcohol, like, you know, totally crushable without getting too silly. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, all of that stuff is creating something that somebody hopefully will enjoy. And as long as, like, as long as it's being enjoyed, I have no problem with the people that are enjoying it. They don't not not everybody has to like everything that I like. And I don't have to like everything that everybody else likes. It's okay for all of us to just like things and not give each other a hard time about it. I feel like that's that's like the moral of the story for people going into the holidays. Like just like what you like and don't judge other people for what, what they like. It's you totally fine. <laughs> I just thought of an adjunct that an adjunct beer that I look forward to every year, and that's the Hardywood uh, gingerbread stout. 
Oh yes, out of Richmond. I just yes. thought, I was just thinking. I was like, I was like, they exist. I like adjuncts. And Hardywood does adjuncts really well, though. Beautiful, beautiful. They're really good at it. And the gingerbread stout, they have a couple of different like barrelings of it too. Um, always, they, they're all over solid. Trader Joe's. They're so. I, oh. I walked by it the other day. I'm like, I need to get back and get a four pack. That's a really good beer. Yes. Really I kind of haven't had it in like five years though, but yeah. I need to. Now that I'm you've sure said it, I'm still like. De- yeah, I haven't had it in, in a couple of years either, but I'm sure it's still delicious. They're really good with consistency. So Yeah. No, I've never had a problem with that. They're, man, smart. You're yeah. smart. That's <laughs> why you host the Beer Me show. <laughs> I have all the bad ideas. You have um. all the bad ideas. <laughs> Um, well, Sam, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And for those of you out there in the DC area, um, swing by all purpose or red hen. Um, the beer list is, uh, short, but super, super thoughtful, um, and really well curated. And the cocktails are super, super spot on. Um, I am particularly partial to the, uh, espresso martini that you did with a little bit of a twist. The um, pumpkin spice espresso the pumpkin martini. Pumpkin spice martini. Espresso <laughs> martini is the hottest drink right now, and that was it the is. that was such a fun spin on it. I thought well, it was. Well, thank great. you. <laughs> I thought it was great, and I think we need to um, embrace. I can't. It's hard for me to say it as like a a lady, but embrace pumpkin spice. It's delicious. Why not? It's pumpkin it's pie just, filling. It's it's cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg. If you can't embrace that, you got a problem. It's a it's. It's don't delicious. don't get on the branding of it. It's just no. three winter spices. It's fine. It's delicious. So yeah, definitely. Are you still serving it? Still on the menu? No, it's off the off the menu at Red Hen. Still on the menu at uh, both all purpose locations. Okay, so good all purpose and drink this drink this cocktail. But all your cocktails are amazing, and you have so much fun with like Maros and your spritzes are dope. So oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We're actually doing a, a dry January event at the all purpose uh, locations. Uh, where we're going to be serving uh, like six or seven items that are all alcohol free or removed um, throughout the whole month of January. Um, and and we, we try to always have alcohol free options listed on the menu. So you're not just getting a bunch of like fruit juice that somebody threw together because it's what they had. Yeah. Tr- we try to be thoughtful with our, with our alcohol free options. There's a lot of really great stuff out there. Um, there's a, a company that I've tasted a lot of recently called Liars, um, L-Y-R-E apostrophe S. They're based out of uh, Australia. But they they do like mock, um, uh, mock spirits of almost every spirit. You know, it's not just like, okay, this They're- is just a gin. It's like they've also got like a really good – they've got like a fake Campari that tastes pretty spot on for Campari. And they are making an appearance on our dry January uh, event. They're they they have an RTD, uh, which for the beer listeners means ready to drink uh, cocktail in a can, um, which is their uh, Amalfi spritz, just like an Aperol spritz. It's, it's a wild. dead ringer for an Aperol it's, spritz. It's wild how good it is, and the sugar content's not crazy either. I mean, no. bonkers no. how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting. Okay, well, so uh, listeners out there, if you're in the D.C. area, definitely check out um, Red Hen, All Purpose. Um, th- I mean, yes, also the drinks are great, but the food is phenomenal too. So um, <laughs> you got the full package there. 
And when I'm not at a baseball game, you can say hi to me. <laughs> when he's not um, doing the schedule um, at that stadium. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, Sam, happy holidays. Um, I hope you get to enjoy some holiday uh, imbibes. Thanks, you too. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. This is our last show of the year. We'll be back in 2022. That's right. We survived another year. Um, please check us out uh, anywhere that you have podcasts, like, subscribe, give all the stars. Uh, feel free to reach out at Beer Me Radio on Instagram or beermeradio at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Any requests uh, for the coming year? Uh, we'll definitely be diving into some really fun stuff in January. So everyone, a happy holidays. Happy New Year. Cheers. Cheers.